This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. In the community's need, we receive God's favor and man's favor. We have compassion and care for the need. Constant prayer is our lifestyle. We bear much fruit. We are givers. We heartily worship God. With our possession, Christ's redemptive is accomplished inside it. We see a thousand churches established in our lifetime. Inside it, the Lord God is your God. You belong to God. I sleep in heaven, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you that even as we study your word tonight, that you minister to us by your spirit. Lord, I make it known that I'm not trusting on my own human intellect, but I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak for the word with power and with anointing. Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word tonight. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. Turn to somebody, tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. Now, tonight, we are continuing on the series that I started last week. Uh, Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. So, we will be starting here looking at that we should hold on to our faith. We should hold on to our faith. Turn to somebody and say, I need to hold on to my faith. Now, I want us to open our Bibles and we turn to Mark chapter 5 and we'll start reading from verse 21. Mark chapter 5 from verse 21. And when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him, he fell at his feet. So, uh, what's happening? Jesus was on the other side uh, where he met a man of the gathering. He held the man. The man got well. Uh, and so he came back now. to He went back to where he was, you know, the other side. And the crowd now was waiting for him. Uh, and so when he came, there was this man uh, he was the ruler of the synagogue. Now, the synagogues were places of worship. Uh, if people could not go to Jerusalem to worship at the temple, so in their different places they would have synagogues, uh, whereby every sa- Sabbath they would go there, read uh, the Torah, you know, and do some prayers, you know, study, and uh, you know, and and get the weight. 
And so those were synagogues. Now, every synagogue had a leader. There was a leader, somebody you know, who was leading. So there was this, this uh, leader of the synagogue. He came to Jesus and uh, he had a challenge. Now look at the following verse. It says here in verse 23. You know, so he, he fell, when he came, he fell at his feet. You know, he humbled himself, fell at Jesus' feet, you know, saying that, you know, I need help here. You know, really, I need God to help me. And imploring him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. So did this man had did this man have a a, a problem? It was a serious problem, right? And what was the problem? His daughter was at the point of death. So, meaning that the daughter could die at any time, was at the point of death. And the man realized here that I need help. Uh, I need God to really come through for me. And then I need help. And he had seen how many people have been helped by Jesus, were healed by Jesus. And so he came to Jesus and he says, My daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So this man uh, knew that Jesus could heal the, the girl. This man knew that uh, she had faith. See, the fact that she was, he was uh, the leader of the synagogue, it means that he was a, a staunch Jewish man. He was following the laws, the Jewish laws. Yeah. And Christianity and Jesus... Jesus and the Pharisees were always at uh, loggerhead. But this man came to Jesus. So he had some kind of belief in Jesus. Instead of just rejecting Jesus, that, you know, I don't, probably he saw miracles. He saw what God did. And then he realized that uh, Jesus could help my situation. And that is why he was the first person, or rather he was among the first people that were waiting for Jesus, whereby the uh, seashore, and the boat had gone that side, you know, and they knew that, okay, he will come back, and they waited. I don't know how long they waited, but they waited, you know, earnestly for Jesus. So he was desperate. He was... Uh, he had, what I want to bring to your attention is that he had some kind of faith, at least. 
that Jesus would heal the little girl. And so, when Jesus came, Jairus was the first one to run to Jesus. And he fell at his feet. And he pleaded, Jesus, my little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and pray for my little daughter. And then one thing also that we see here is that I don't know how common laying of hands was among the Jews. But Jesus laid hands on people. And uh, and so probably this Jairus saw that, oh, so many people probably, uh, Jesus laying hands on many people and people getting sick. So that is why his request was specific, come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So the laying on of hands was effective. It was producing the power of God. Are you with me? So, and thank God that God instructed us to lay hands on the sick. So meaning that is still effective. Amen? That the believers will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. So, but before you could lay hands on the sick, you must have the power of God with you. Empty hands, on empty heads, you know, it does not work. Yeah, that at least you must, yeah, there must be the power of God in you. And so, as brethren, as children of God, uh, when we, we, we stay in fellowship with God, worship God, the power of God stays with us. Yeah, and so we believe that when we lay hands on the sick, the power of God that is in us will go and touch the sick and the sick will recover. Are you with me? Yeah, when you are prayed up, uh, the power of God will flow from you, touch the sick. And the sick will recover. And so, I said that, come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well. And thank God, the Bible says in verse 24, And he, Jesus, went with him. And a great crowd followed him and throng about him. They were touching him. Everywhere. So now, Jairus is happy that Jesus is going with me. I mean, Jesus is coming with me to my house to come and pray for my daughter. It's happy about that. And crowds are all around. Uh, uh, crowd is all around Jesus. People are all around Jesus. 
and they are thronging uh, against him. Now, while they were going, what happened? Here is this woman who had a blood flow challenge for 12 years. And uh, this woman then came to Jesus. Now, while people were just mingling with there with Jesus, uh, she went and touched the hem eh, where the garment where it's folded right wherever. I don't know how long uh, Jesus' garment was. But she touched the garment of Jesus. And uh, when she did that, Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? And people will say, oh, Peter, you can see people are, are just all over you. Uh, I mean, that's not a wise question to ask Jesus. Yeah. But the Bible says Jesus kept looking yeah. up until the woman came up. And Jesus said that because I felt power coming out of me. See? So, what I want you to see is that the woman with the issue of blood yeah, drew power from Jesus. Jesus was not praying for the woman. It was woman's faith that drew power from Jesus. The faith demanded power from Jesus. And so that is very much important to understand yeah, and to grasp in our, our lives. Some people will say, oh, you know, this faith thing does not work. It works. You know, it works all the time. Amen? And so uh, the woman touched and when she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, power went out of Jesus you know, to a point whereby Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? You see, thronging. Thronging means what? Pushing against, you know, each other, one another. And so thronging, right? So people were pushing, meaning... They were touching Jesus. But it was not a touch of faith. So that's why no power left Jesus. Because there was no touch of faith. It was no touch of faith. But this particular woman had a different touch. It was a touch of faith. And the Bible says that for, you know, when ultimately when she came to Jesus, you know, she revealed herself and then she explained to Jesus, says that for, you know, uh, you know, she talks about, talked about her situation and then she said that for I said, she said, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I would be healed. She said that to herself. And the word that is used there, it's a continuous 
present tense, uh, that it was not a once-off thing. She kept saying to herself, the continuous tense, kept saying to herself that if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be here. So, this woman had faith. And then, uh, we don't know how long she has been believing before she actually came to Jesus. We don't know. But one thing for sure, it was for a long time. You know, she kept saying to herself, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I know that I will be healed. So, that is important to faith. Maybe she had an opportunities to give up and say, yeah, I know, I don't get an opportunity to see Jesus, to touch Jesus. You know, maybe I should just give up. But she never gave up. Because for 12 years, she went to doctors and she could not get help. And so Jesus was like, like the last resort. That I need to just go to Jesus. And she kept saying that if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I know that I will be here. So that is important here. To understand that faith holds on to what you believe. Faith, it's not like I am believing today, if it does not happen today, I get discouraged. That's not faith. You know, but faith is saying that I believe. Yeah. I believe God has done it. You know, God has answered my prayer. I believe it. And, and that's faith. You hold on to it. The circumstances can never change your faith. Your faith will change circumstances. Amen? Yeah. So, faith is not dependent on the circumstances, on what is happening around. Just think about this. Here is this woman there is Jesus, and then people are all over Jesus, around, you know, thronging against Jesus, and uh, uh, there is a lot of touch, and then maybe she's looking at it and say, I don't see people falling by touching Jesus. You know, I don't see anything happening. You know, people are just thronging, you know, and... Uh, against Jesus, I don't see anything. So she could have said that this thing will not work. She could have been discouraged. This thing will not work. It will not work. But she refused to decide on. You know, she refused to to uh, to look at what she's not seeing happening. 
And she decided to still keep her faith. That I know when I touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. And she pressed away, pressed away, up until she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And then the Bible says that at that time, she knew that she was healed. She knew that you know, the problem that I've been having for 12 years is gone. You know, it's gone. And uh, at that same time, Jesus felt power leaving him. And that's when he stopped and said, Who touched me? So where was Jairus? Jairus. Jairus was still around there, right? His daughter was laying sick, was at the point of death at home. And now, Jairus was happy that Jesus was going with him to his house. But here is the woman. Eh? Yeah, the woman now is delaying Jesus. Now the woman has just come up now. And, and now Jesus has to stop. And now attend to the woman. And then uh, Jesus said to the lady, you know, that your faith has made you well. Verse 34. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. And now look at verse 35. That's what I want to uh, start focusing on. While Jesus was still speaking, there came the, uh, from the ruler's house some who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? The response of Jairus could have been to the woman that, you see, you delayed me. You know, had you not stopped Jesus, my daughter could have survived. At least we could have arrived there early. Yeah. Jairus could have been upset, could have been, uh, could have complained, could have uh, just had a bad, could have had a bad attitude. But thank God that Jesus was around. That when they spoke to Jairus, Jesus was close by. And Jesus overheard what they said. So, you see, faith is important. Faith is holding on in the midst of difficulties. And so, verse 36, But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. 
So, the people from the house are speaking to Jairus, and they're telling Jairus that don't bother the master. It's over. Hufedi le hufedi. Eh? Balazugudish. And uh, all of that. Now, Jesus ignores the people who were giving the message. But Jesus speaks, uh, he speaks to Tyrus, the person concerned. And then he says, Do not fear, only believe. Now, I want, I want us to read it in the Passion Translation. Yeah. Listen to what it says. It says in verse 36, Passion Translation, But Jesus refused to listen to what they were told. Eh? Refused to listen to what they were told. And said to the Jewish official, Don't yell to fear. Don't do what? Don't yield to fear. All you need to do is to keep on believing. So beautiful. Yeah. Don't yield to fear. All that you need to do, you, you need to keep on believing. You keep on believing. And so this is how we hold on to our faith. Uh, that uh, when you're trusting God for something, the enemy would want to come in and bring a distraction and say that, oh, you know, uh, this will never work. You have asked for this. This will never materialize and give you all the negative inputs, all, you know, just talk negative to you that this, uh, it does not work. Look, the pain is still there. Look, the problem is still there. The children are still doing this. Look, this, I mean, tell you all sorts of things. And so, but I love what Jesus said, address the problem. You see, Jesus could have said that, Jairus, don't worry, I'm around. So you don't have to worry about or fear anything, I'm around. He could have said that, but he didn't say that. Because he knew that the response and reaction of Jairus is what will determine whether this daughter will be healed or the daughter will not be here. So he addressed that and said that don't yield to fear. When challenges come, we must never yield to fear. Uh, never yield to fear. You must stop and check. Uh, you know, make sure that you are in faith. Look at opportunities of fear coming, or you being fearful are a lot. Yeah. 
but never yield to fear. That is why uh, you rather don't take a decision if you are and when you are in fear. You rather don't do anything. If you are in fear, yeah, don't do anything and address fear. Address fear. Yeah, make sure that fear is just get away, you know, you, that you are in faith. And it's when you are in faith that you can take a decision. Because any decision taken in fear will always result in the negative. So, Jesus said, don't fear. Don't yield to fear. I know that this is bad news, but don't yield to fear. And he says, keep on believing. Keep on believing. You keep on holding on to what you believe. And so, Jairus went with Jesus to his house and he was like uh, holding on to his faith that I, um, I, I believe Jesus, you know, will heal my daughter. I heard the bad report, but I believe Jesus will heal my daughter. And they went there. And when they got there, ultimately Jesus rose the, uh, the girl, you know, back to life. But what is important is this statement here. You know, you keep on believing. Do not fear. Don't yield to fear. You keep on believing. So, children of God, whatever we have asked God, whatever we have prayed, we know that God has heard our prayers. So, henceforth, from now, we keep on believing. We see, we look at the results, not at the circumstances. If it's related to sickness, we don't look at the symptoms. You know, that, oh, the pain is still there. You know, oh, uh, you know, this body is now doing this. We don't look at that. We look at the way, the promise of God. We look at the word we, and then we keep on believing what God says. What will change your situation is the word of God. So that is why the Bible says that we do not walk by sight. By what? We don't walk by what we see. We walk by what we believe. So when you wake up in the morning, you need to be thanking God. God, I thank you. Your word says this. Remind yourself. You don't remind God. You remind yourself of what God said in his word. Now, God, I thank you. If it's uh, you trusting God for healing, God, I thank you that by the stripes of Jesus I have been healed. You know, God, I thank you that it is well with me. I'm working in divine health, you know, and so forth. If it's uh, about finances, 
you wake up, you know, uh, in the morning, you say, God, I thank you that you meet all my needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you have given me a good job or you have given me a promotion, that, God, I'm the highly favored, and that, God, I know that you have gone ahead of me. You have arranged it. It's a done deal. God, I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. So you, you just stay. You just stay on the word of God. Before you go to Facebook or Instagram, yeah, just stay on the word. Amen. Yeah, you just stay on the way that God, you say this in your word, God, I believe it. God, I choose to believe your word. I am staying on the word of God. I'm, I'm standing on the word of God. I believe what you say. God, I received, I received it and that's it. It's settled. It's a matter settled that it is done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I don't know uh, if this happens to you. You wake up at night and then you remember the challenge. Eh? Or is it only happening to me? Wake up at night and then you remember By the way, the colour. You remember the colour? <laughs> eh, at night, and then eh, you remember. By the way, I need to pay this eh, school fees. You remember now. That is the time whereby you need to speak the way. When a thought of a challenge drops in your head, it must just trigger you to speak the way. Say, God, your word says this. Yeah. So you confess the word. God, I believe it. You know, God, I thank you. You whisper it to yourself. God, I thank you. Your word says this. I thank you. Because what will happen is that uh, you realize that you wake up at night yeah, and then you remember the challenge and then now the devil now will try to get you to worry. Yeah, make you to worry. How is it going to happen? You know, uh, and then, you, you know, you, you, it's, it's like you see yourself moving from where you are. You know, I won't be able to pay school fees. You know, my child won't be able to go to school. Yeah, my child will fail. Yeah, it, it, it's like a downward trend. Eh? It's a spiral, uh, you know, thing going down. You, you're just seeing one problem after problem. And then you see, you know, the whole year, 
your child has not gone to school, you know, and then you see now your child will never uh, have any education. Your child will never have any career. Your child will never work, you know. Your child will not even have accommodation, you know. And then your child, you're just seeing this, you know, it's happening. Eh? You're meditating about it. Eh? Yeah, and then you're just seeing all this thing. It's like you're seeing 20 years from now. 20 years. And then you're worrying about 20 years. Your child struggling, not having a career. You know, simply because today you don't have school fees. And that's what the devil would want to keep us in. So, but, uh, that is the time you need to stand up and just confess the way. And say, I don't want to go that route of thought. You know, I'm not taking that thought line. I'm just go, I'm not going that line, thinking that way. But I choose the word of God. It's like the word of God is putting a plug on, you know, if you see water of negativity is coming out, you're taking the weight and then you're plugging the weight on that smaller hole before it becomes bigger and it becomes a tsunami. While it's still small, you take the weight and then you just plug it there, plug it there. that these thoughts will never prevail, you know, because God says this, you know. God says that he meets all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. God provides for me. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, what? this is what I like about God, is that when you begin to speak the weight in the situation, you realize that God gives you ideas of how you're going to come out of that situation. Yeah. So you just get inspiration. You know, you're confessing because at times, uh, at times it does happen. You know that money will come in. You know you 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 get your school fees, and at times it does not work that way. God gives you an idea. This is what you can do. Just like the woman who came, the widow who came to the prophet and said that my husband uh, it's now is dead, was a prophet, uh, and we have a lot of debt, and uh, the debtors have come to take my sons away because we can't pay. And the prophet said, what do you have? Go and get containers, you know, and let's fill the oil, you know, and go and sell the oil. It's an idea. The woman had to do something. God did not just drop money and say, go and pay your debtors, your debtors. It didn't happen that way. But God gave an idea that changed things around. So, at times, God will, will work that way. Uh, you're trusting God, and then he will give you an idea. 
you know what, you, you can do this. You can do this. And then you realize that when you do that, it just takes you out of the situation, out of the mess. And you find that most of the mess, we created it ourselves. Yeah. In December, we forgot that January is coming. <laughs> eh? <laughs> That's the truth, eh? Yeah, we forgot. We were celebrating December and it was going all in. And we forgot January, by the way. You see, the school, the school, eh? It's not, you know, like, boom, schools are going to reopen. No, it's a sad thing. Every January, schools are reopening. <laughs> it is not a mysterious thing. Oh, January, ah, oh, schools opening. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a surprising thing. No, it's there. That has been, before you were born, schools were reopening. Kajenewa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and fees were paid when schools were reopening. Sometimes it's a mess that we put ourselves in. Really. We shouldn't be struggling, Kajenawa, because we knew that that was coming. Eh? Hey, you know, Kishota Kachela, dear registration. Oh, didn't you know, Hore, you were a Kajenawa? So, anyway, even if it is that kind of mess, you can ask God, forgive me. I blew up God December. God, I just made a mess. <laughs> God, I need your help here. Thank God that God is there, will help us. He's so merciful, eh? Yeah. He's so merciful. He will help us. Yeah. And then He will get us out of the problem. And so, but now the issue here is that never allow fear to creep in. Always stay in faith. Even when you don't know what's going to happen next, you just stay in faith. I believe that God says this in his way. I believe it, God, and that's what is going to happen. You stay in faith, stay in faith, stay in faith. And so thank God that Jesus said, keep on believing, Jairus. Keep on believing. It's never too late. Keep on believing. So also in your situation, it's never too late. Keep on believing. When the devil throws in, and say uh, all sorts of things, it will never work, this will happen, and so forth. Keep on believing. Keep on believing that God, your word says this. God, I believe it. God, I thank you. I thank you that it's done. I thank you that it's done. I 
thank you, Lord, that is done. When you keep on believing, you know, the word will change things around. It will change things around. Just like it did for Jairus. That in a hopeless situation, God came through and changed it around. You know, that the girl was healed, was raised from the dead, and the girl was healed. So I want to encourage you, child of God, that uh, let us stay believing. Let us keep believing. Let us hold on to the weight and say, God, you say this, I believe it, God. You know, God, I believe it. How it's going to happen? It's your business, God. My business is just to believe what you say. You know, God, I believe your word. I believe what you say. I believe, you know, uh, that this is what you say. God, I believe it. And God, I thank you that you are working in the situation. Uh, even as I speak, you're working in the situation. And so I speak about that you wake up at night and thoughts come in and uh, they bombard your head. It's because that's where it's like the devil is working on the children of, of, of God. Because uh, you find that in the evening, you know, you speak to a child of God, you encourage them, and then they are in faith. They go to bed in faith. But in the morning, they wake up. It's a different story. It's like last night, communication never happened. It's a different story. So you ask, there must have, some, there must have been something. There must, something must have happened between last night and this morning. What's that? The bed came and stole the weight. So we need to deal with those beds. Yeah, the beds of the air. Yeah? You kill them. Yeah. yeah. So we deal. How do we deal with them? We deal with them with the weight. That God, this is what you're saying. God, I thank you that this is what you're saying. I choose to believe your way. Yeah. I choose to believe your way. I am staying on the way. I believe what your word says. God, I confess what your word says. I am, I am staying on the way. I am staying on the way. Keep believing. The more the thoughts, the more you need to counter-attack. When they come in abundance, hey, you know, these thoughts coming. Okay, is the more you need to take the word and say, God, your word says this, and then I choose to believe your word. Is the more you need to speak the word. Speak the word. Amen? And you will see that you know, at the end of the day, you will be victorious. Because the word works all the time. It can never fail. It will never fail. Hallelujah. You gain something from the Lord today. Praise God. Let's say this together. Father God, I thank you for your weight. I choose to believe your weight against all challenges 
I choose to believe what you say in your way. And what you say in your way will come to pass in my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, here, here is the thing. Is it when negative thoughts come to you, it will always be like, what if? What if you don't get money for school fees? Now, always counteract that with your what if. What if I get money? Yeah. When a thought comes and say, what if you fail to get money? What if fails, I mean, faith fails? You counteract that. What if it works? So instead of going the trailer of, oh, the child not going to school, the child not attending, the child not getting a career and so forth, now choose what if I get money? A child going to school, a child passing exams, a child having a great career, a child being a, a, a good doctor or whatever, you know. You think along those lines. You force, you force your mind, I'm going to think along this line. I refuse to go this line. I want to see myself this line. Amen? Praise God. So we keep on believing. We keep on trusting God. Yeah, it does not matter. The word will work all the time. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time, even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.